What's up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Save Girl Secrets. Hey y'all. Hey. Hey. What up? What up? What up? Good morning. Good morning. You have been a song bored. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning or evening or whenever y'all listen to this. (laughs) It should be in the morning. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) All right, guys. So we have a, I think it's a special episode today. It's every, every, every episode is a special episode. I just, I don't know. This one just kind of hit. It hit a nerve. It hit a nerve. I didn't even hear the whole story. And I was like, let's talk about it. It hit a nerve. So I pretty much was asking the ladies, I was like, have y'all ever experienced someone pretty much call you spoiled? Because your parents are able to provide for you and give you like amenities, like a car <laughs> or a whole house or, you know, you know amenities. Yeah, amenities. Um, and when I said that, y'all, <laughs> the ladies was like, yes. <laughs> record, record. And I think it's something to talk about because I think, especially nowadays, I hear so much. Um, people casting shame on you if yeah. your parents are able to provide for you Definitely. in a way that their parents may not be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, and or I choose think, not to. Or or choose not true. to. That's true. Or choose not to. And I just think it is something we should talk about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let y'all start because, you know, I'll I just get to rambling. Um, I know for me, you like, you know, I y'all know I grew up the only child and brother 13 years older than me all of that we never grew up together whatever so um <laughs> so, so we um i've gotten those comments like all my life i've gotten comments from family members i've gotten comments from i guess friends of the family all of that like it's like oh she's spoiled or oh, she's such and such she blah 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 and i'm like i guess it was weird for me because i was like well one i'm their only like for my dad, I'm his only child right. and only daughter. Like, I'm their only daughter, you know, and my brother is older, especially like when I, especially when I was like a preteen, teenager, he was a grown man, yeah. you know? So like, there's nobody else around. We ain't like nobody else in the house. It's just me. So I was kind of like, what do y'all expect? Like... I, I don't do nothing, <laughs> like, especially, y'all know that I, the way I've uh, explained it, like, especially, like, when we moved down to Atlanta, we got saved, I was, like, the church girl, mm-hmm. I don't do nothing bad, I'm good, I'm, yeah. I be chilling, yeah. all of that, like, so, if I get rewarded for certain things or whatever, like, you know, I, I don't see the problem, and then even now that my parents have a grandchild, mm. well, they have more than one grandchild. My brother has a son as well, but he, they live in another right. state. But let me tell you, my mom equally spoils both grandchildren. Mm. It's just that they, you know, people might like closer, see physically yeah, closer Haven to with them more. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they might, she, she don't even be there like as when she was. I feel like she was used to be there like almost every weekend, but sometimes it's every other weekend. I think that's awesome. And I, yeah. yeah, I do too. But we've gotten comments like, "Dang, y'all always got her," or like, you know, "Wow, that's that's interesting that you, you guys always have her on the weekends." And I'm like, "And oh, she's so okay." I'm like, "How is that a problem though?" Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, I don't know. It's weird. So I'm gonna let y'all yeah. cause like I said, I I could go in. Yeah. Like I just, I don't understand it. I I feel like there is it's like a double standard. It's almost like, you know, you don't want you feel like it's an issue if somebody has parents that look out for them in a financial space mm-hmm. or whatever if they're past a certain age but then you also want people to have generational wealth so Come like on. i'm so confused like do you want me to have parents who would make sure that i can have a down payment for my house or if i need a car they would purchase a car or whatever no matter where i'm at in life than to not have parents who would do those types of things exactly. so i mean i think for me growing up especially in my 20s, um, had a job, could do things for myself, but I also had parents who were like, you know what, we're still going to do for you. Right. You know what we want to do for you. My parents have purchased probably three cars for me within my lifetime. And it's like, I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I don't either. You know what I mean? I feel like I, and, and I guess that the perception that's given is like, oh, well, if you have parents that are always doing this out of the third then it's like a crutch or you always feel like you have a safety net. It might be a crutch for certain people, but I like you can't the people can't put that on everybody. Yeah. Right. I would see if you're making like bad decisions and you're like strung yeah. out on drugs and you like <laughs> drop out of school and all of these but things. Even, even if you did all of that. I was just about to say that. Even, even if you that. did all of that. Okay. Well, there's. Well, nah, like if you're just doing a whole bunch of bad stuff, I feel not, like your your parent, you like need to. It, it comes saying, a point in time where you got to be like. But, hey. but I also feel like that's what parents are there for. for They're yeah. there for. Okay. I made a bad decision. I decided to do X, Y, and Z. Hey, mom. And I mean, I have the type of parents who are also like, you know, if if you hit rock bottom, call me. Mm-hmm. I, I will never forget being I've had to have been like maybe 21, 22 had to have been like 2010. I don't remember how old I was there. I don't math. But I remember living with a guy in an apartment. Mm-hmm. I remember like he was in school. I was working. I was paying pretty much all of the bills. He was staying in my apartment. I Let was, us pray. Listen. <laughs> okay. Next time on Save the Ride or Die. <laughs> this whole nother podcast right there. But um, I remember my dad coming to me and he was like, you don't have to struggle like this. He was like, you, the life that you're living right now. He was like, you don't have to be struggling like that, Charday. He was like, cut that situation let me do X, Y, and Z mm. and set you back on the path of success. Why are you struggling in silence for no reason mm. when you don't have to? Come on. Dad. And I feel like for a certain period of time, I was ashamed that I felt like, you know, I, I should never have to go to my parents for X, Y, and Z. And I should never have to da, 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 because made, people made me feel that way. Mm. And I realized, no, it's a blessing that. I come from a family where it's like when you're going to the next level in your life, we're going to make sure that you have what you need to be successful. If you make a mistake in your life because you decided to take a risk and do something like pick up your whole life and move to another state because you felt like that's what God is leading you to do. If something happens, pick up a phone. Call me. I'm Mm going to make sure that you have a place to stay. I'm going to make sure that you have something to drive. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you just be out here because I gave birth to Mm -hmm. you. And I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are some people out there who are like, that's horrible. And I agree. It's something that needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
agree. Do you want to go to Denise or you? Yeah, I was going to say the same for me. It's been like that my whole life. There's, there's actually like four of us that are cousins and our mothers are first cousins and they each only had one child and we're all girls and we're literally doorstep behind each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody in our family, we have a bunch of cousins and they always say like, you know, you're four, you're spoiled, whatever the case may be. Um, and I take pride in my one because I come from a single parent home and I've never went without. Mm-hmm. Me and my mother had a conversation. There was never something, never not one time not even in 30 years that i've asked my mother for something that she didn't if i really wanted that that she didn't help mm-hmm. me get or provide it or did for me yeah. you know and i think it's so weird that people would shame because it's the difference to charday's point from a parent being an enabler where you're just doing yeah. everything for your child yeah and that's what i mean and yeah, yeah i got it yeah. i got it it's the difference when and then i ain't gonna lie sometimes my mama did enable me and then she was like look you know, I, you could do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when in the moments where she was enabling to her point, like it was a fear on my end that I didn't think I could do something. And it was her reinforcement of, no, you, you really can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't do this. Yeah. You're right, Ma. I got it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it type of thing. And I think that sometimes when people come from an upbringing, just as you guys were saying, where their parents either um, weren't able to do it, they glorify the struggle and the grind. They glorify the like, struggle. The hustle and the bustle. <laughs> and it's a, always like, I did it myself, got it out the mud, whoop-de-whoop, whatever, whatever. But yes. that was never how life was intended to be. I got it out the be. refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's just truthfully, that's never how life was intended to be. And we mm-hmm. glorify the struggle. Yes. We glorify, yeah. you know, all these different things that, you know, either, I don't even know why you would be like, I don't even know how it like, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? When something like qualifies you or, or, you know, like why would that be the thing that makes you a real person or that makes your story more, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Where people relate to than others. And it's like, uh, and I mean, no. there's nothing wrong with getting it out the mud. No, if that's what you had to do, I mean, that's what you had to do. But, but it's but also, to it's, me, it's also nothing if like, it's nothing wrong say, with getting it out the refrigerator. Yeah. If you start a business and your mom would be like, I'm going to give you such and such, you because know? I guarantee you, you're not going to want to do the same for your child. If you got it out the mud, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you want to make a better life for your child than what you had. I've met some people though that said I got it out the mud you and yeah I mean I get that I met people like that too who were like I don't think those people have wealth I think those people may have money. I, I disagree. I disagree with that, Denisa, because I mean, I've literally seen it. Yeah. Um, even if you look at some of the richest people in the world, like if you look at what they've left their kids, a lot of them have not left their kids with like a whole lot because they like you got to do something. If we, I don't want to look at the richest and people I in the world because a lot of the richest people in the world that. aren't. Huh? Like I slightly disagree a with that. A lot of those people aren't word based, not biblical based. Because okay. like truthfully, so, they're not because the word says yeah. leave an inheritance for your children. Exactly. Your children's children. Yeah. Because right. some of those people i've heard stories where they will leave their children a small amount of money and they will give the rest to charity and stuff and i'm like okay ain't nothing wrong with giving like you can give but and but then i read about the different charities that they give to and you know some of these charities are scams in real life but that's a whole nother story and i'm like how do you give that like millions to charity and you give your child like a hundred thousand dollars right I, i'm gonna I'm speak to that real quick i feel like i know a couple people who are business owners who have tried to bring their children in on their business. And sometimes there's this space where 
um, when you have a business and you bring your children in on it, it's almost like they don't appreciate it as mm-hmm. much. That's true. And, and so I, I, I don't think that's that. fair though. Because I mean, what if their desire in their heart isn't for the family business? That has nothing to do with them being your child. Yeah, I agree. That's but a I'm little saying different. I'm saying that I have seen that though. And I'm not necessarily talking about business. I'm just talking about inheritance. Yeah, they're not like, the people I'm talking about. Yeah, but I know. I mean, I can only okay. I haven't shared my story yet, but I feel like for me personally, that has been my whole life. life. Like, I'll never forget, like, I was with a group of cheerleaders, and on this particular day, my dad couldn't pick me up. So he asked my coach, could they drop me off at my house? Because where we were commuting, it was, our house was kind of like in in route. Mm-hmm. And I remember them dropping me off, and it was like, oh, Lauren. This where you live? I, you why you ain't tell nobody you lived in that type of house? Like, why you didn't? And I'm like... In me, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm. It's my house. It's my house. It's my house. Mm -hmm. It's normal. And since then, like from that day, they treated me completely different. They said, "Oh, you the rich kid," or and or like in college, I'll be I'll be the one to say I have never lived in a dorm, never. Since I started college, my parents put me in an apartment, had me in an apartment. Um, even when I got my master's degree, had an apartment. Right. When I had my master's degree, my parents helped furnish my apartment. Pretty much furnished my apartment. <laughs> my little nice. change ain't really doing nothing. <laughs> but um, pretty much. And like first car. I've never seen a car note. You know, so certain things is like, I'm not ashamed. I mean, I've grown to say I'm not ashamed right. yeah. that this is what my parents have afforded me. But I cannot tell you, I went through such a, a period where I just felt bad because I was getting these things or I had these amenities or um, people just treat me different if they find out, oh, Lauren has accessibility to this mm-hmm. or or people use you. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, you know, oh, you got it. Oh, OK, well, you I mean, it. she or they'll steal from you and they'll be like, but she got it. She'll get something like else. that. Justifies yeah. It. yeah. I experienced that a lot in high school. Yeah. My bags being stolen. Just random stuff. People being your friend because you got a car and you're 16. Or just random stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I definitely feel that. And I definitely went through a period of time where it was like almost apologizing for being used to things. And I got to a point where it's like, I'm not going to apologize for being used to things. Right. Yep. And especially in a space of, for me, relationships where it's like. I'm not going to apologize that my standard is this This is what I'm used to. Right. And if there's an issue with what I'm used to, then mm-hmm. I can't be what you have because right. you're not here for what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, as I've grown and matured, that has shifted a bit. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm not ashamed that I come from a family that as a family unit, it's like we look out for one another. Yeah. If somebody got it, then we all, we got, all got it. it. Yeah. Period. And I think that. I mean, there's definitely a space where people glorify a struggle Mm -hmm. and I don't take nothing away from nobody that has had to work hard or had to overcome obstacles. But that doesn't mean that that has to be everybody's story. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel like you should shame me for having Having the opposite. Because like you said, Sharday, like I I know for me, my parents exposed me to a lot of different things. You know, when we when I was younger, we lived in New York. Yeah, like y'all know that's like the melting pot. So like on weekends, my dad would take me to the museum and different things like that. And so I've always had a I guess a different type of lifestyle. Yep. You know, like, oh, five-star restaurant at a young age, experiencing that, learning certain things about etiquette. And then, like, then it trickled over even into different people that I was around. Like, I remember I was literally talking to my husband about this the other day, how um, when I started being an assistant at a hair salon, the owner 
Well, everybody in there was bougie to me, and I loved it. Like, I just loved it. Like, <laughs> I love bougie people, too. I, like, I loved it. Like, bougie people. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody. We all have an ounce of bougie yeah, in us. Yeah, yeah. So all the stylists were bougie, especially the owners. Super bougie. And I loved it because they exposed me to nice, bougie stuff yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. So, it's like, we would, let's go to lunch. Oh, where are we going to lunch? Now, mind you, we... We the salon was off of Old National, but for whatever reason, when we went to lunch or whatever, we was in always city. in Buckhead, yeah. the city, or whatever. So, uh, and then I went to a high school in a predominantly white area, yeah. and so that was a different type of exposure. Like even my, I had friends or friends of friends whose parents had a mansion down the street, and mm-hmm. we like all those different types of things. So when I grew up and I was an adult on my own, it's like this is all I know. Like, yeah. this is, I, I like nice things. I, me as a person, I like to look nice. I like to, you know, first of all, like I said, I was an assistant at a hair salon from the age 14 to until I got my license, mm-hmm. my, my cosmetology license. So my hair was always done and all of that. And people would even shame me with that. Mm-hmm. Like something as simple as that. I'm like, but I work. A hair salon. What you want? So me? my hair should be yeah, done. like at the I bare had, minimum. Yeah. So I had it even to where with men, it's like, well, one guy in particular. Well, <laughs> how? Um, but when you get married, how your husband gonna keep that up? Mm. Like you, I mean, you. That's a lot to keep up. And I was mm. like, but I'm a hairstylist. Like I can keep my own. I hair. can keep my own hair up. No, I got a job. <laughs> like you know, I was just. It was really weird to me. So it just. <sighs> Oh, yeah, it just the, the things I have people have said to me, to the things that people have said to my parents, <laughs> like it just it is it is interesting. And I am. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say I am so glad that you mentioned the whole men aspect of this because Woo! when I came, oh yeah, up with we this, got to this when yeah. I came up with this conversation, that was the first thing that I thought. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> okay. let's talk being, about it. No, seriously. Reason Girl. being, I cannot tell you how many men I have experienced once they see like the way my parents would treat me, or if they say where are we going, and I'd suggest the restaurant, they'd be like, "Girl, that's that menu," and I'd be like, "But the crazy thing is, I'm." Still stupid because mm-hmm. i accepted the date mm-hmm. you know and like i literally did it to myself people be mad at me because i don't like buffets i'm like i yeah, ain't no. no buffet. Why, why should i pay 20 dollars for a buffet when i can pay 20 dollars at that nice restaurant yeah. down the street yeah they could be looking at us definitely ain't in line with covid you can't exactly. see right. mm-hmm. but i think i think what i've had to come to realize is that by my parents affording me all of the things that they have afforded me it created standards exactly yes. Absolutely. And, it's like, and it's like i am doing my parents a disservice when i choose something that is against exactly. the standard that they've created because best believe it don't matter how much money your parents make it's still a sacrifice yeah mm-hmm. you know it's still a sacrifice to do certain things for your kids like even with me now making my own money and and, and i'm not gonna lie my parents still help me like and i'm not ashamed and to there's say nothing it. wrong with that yeah i'm not ashamed to say my parents I'm still, still at home yeah my parents and ain't going nowhere until i listen listen, listen can i say something about that any young lady that I'm is out there young anywhere. man whoever I'm right. sorry. I know we are peaking right now. <laughs> Any young lady, young nowhere. man, if you still at home 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. Listen, you don't got to go nowhere until you get married. You don't have to go nowhere. Some parents aren't like that, though. But but if your parent is, don't let people shame you. Because I've heard stories about people having moving out because people shame them. You need to experience life on your own. You need to learn how to pay your own rent, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you do need to learn how to pay your own. You will. I mean, mean, you have your own bills. But that doesn't mean that you have to move out of your parents. Oh. You ain't gotta move out to experience that yeah. though. But, I mean, buy a car. Why are you living with your parents? A nice right. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I think, <laughs> exactly. And I did. I moved out a year and then we moved right back. In I mean, and I think to that point, from a standpoint of generational wealth, I remember coming home from college and then immediately moving out of my mother's home. A mother and my father's home. I don't know why we do that. Why do we say we stuff? say mama? She she mama she the the That's why it's her house. She yeah. the house. It's their house. Um yeah. <laughs> And I remember immediately moving out and my mom kept saying, she was like, you know, you should just stay here, da 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 save your money so that when you leave, you can just buy a house and da 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 And I was like, nah, I'm out. You know, I, I need to be on my own. I need my own space. And I think if I could do it all over again in my early 20s with the money I was making when I left college initially, crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I could have been so much further along yep, if yep. I did not feed into the perception of what mm. other people were saying, looking yeah. at what other people were doing, I, I could have been so much better off from a financial standpoint. To your point, I wanted to say how amazing my grandparents and my grandmother are. So for the record, um, my grandparents have several, they had several rental properties, houses, whatever. My mother did not leave until she had me. And when mm. she had me, she moved in with my father. After they broke up, she moved back home. And then my grandmother purchased her a house. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So that's even whenever I have the conversations with my mom, she's like, that's not how I was raised. Like, yes, you know, your father, we aren't together, but that's not what I, that's not what my situation looked like. So why would I want that for you? Mm. So even now, I remember having a conversation with someone at work and I was like, oh, I ain't going nowhere till I get married, just like I told y'all. And how my mother has said my whole life, you don't have to go anywhere. You are my yeah. child. You know, you don't have to go anywhere. Mm. And realistically, because y'all know I work at a bank, uh, and I do help my mother with the mortgage, why would I willingly go pay all this money in rent if I had the luxury or the option, because everybody doesn't, some people move cities, whatever, like you, why would I not contribute to the mortgage? Of, like, why would I not do that? I like, would. why would I? I, <laughs> I mean, why would I not? My parents already know. I keep but asking then, my parents to come to Atlanta, please. Like, I don't understand. I guess the family <laughs> dynamic is a little different. Like, with Denisa, it's a single mom. And yeah. my mom already told me she's yeah. like, this yours anyway. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, like so. why would you not? We I don't. told my parents that I said if y'all if y'all move to Atlanta, thank God <laughs> they ain't gonna see no more of my money. I'm like I'm moving in immediately mm-hmm. and I'm keeping all of it and I'm paying off some stuff. Okay, and I'm investing yeah. in some stuff and that's what I was able to because y'all know I talk about my repo all the time. But how I was really able to get my car and get stuff is because mm-hmm. my mom was like, "Look, this is not a good look. Yeah, this absolutely. is not what are you? How you moving? It's raggedy." Yeah. get this together <laughs> and i got it together you know what i mean but i'm thankful that i have a mother that was like you know that helped me through that yeah. one, one of my mom's pet peeves is when she hears other people like complain about their children be like yeah when they turn 18 they got to yep. get out my of my house. mother hates like that. my yep. pet peeve yeah. and i don't like it either i've never really understood it um, unless like maybe if the child you know just causing drama it's like, I don't know like I don't know yeah. I, I, don't I know. mean my, my mom had that statement but hers was more so at 18 either you going what to you college going? Yeah. or you going into the military and, no, you're going to have to go to a next something. level from like, high school yeah and I understand those 
those situations and those kind of ultimatums, like you're not just gonna sit in my house and not do right. That. You're not gonna We've do that. We all, thing. all of our. I feel like all, all of our, our parents, parents had that, that discussion. Yeah. But I'm talking about like when you like we even had this discussion. We were talking to some of the team ministry leaders, and we were literally talking about how some parents. When they, when your children turn 18, it's like, you got to go because you're going to learn responsibility and da, 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 and I'm not taking care of you anymore. And it's like, but you haven't set those children up to learn responsibility. Because that's where the financial literacy is, has not been provided exactly. and your credit is jacked up exactly. and yeah. you out here moving a certain way because yeah. you really don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you, you keep saying you got to go, you got to go. But I'm like, have you helped them set their credit up? To where they can actually move. Do they have a job? And they don't need you. Know? you. And they don't got to settle for a raggedy apartment. Exactly. Because, you know what I mean? Mm. They can. Listen. I mean, those I are even things that we were talking about that we even might have to. Those are topics that we might even have to talk about at church. Yeah. When absolutely. it comes to, you know, because there's some parents who are not putting, instilling that at the house. So it's like. All right, now we gotta we gotta step in and know. I mean, areas. for some of them, they didn't get it. So I was just like, about to say that. I mean, I mean you can't be candid. To, I'm sorry. Mm-mm, go ahead. I was about to say to be candid with you. I'm the age of 29 <laughs> years old, and I think I am really now just getting to the point where I'm tapping on financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just tapping on it, not necessarily, not necessarily saying that like, I grasp it a whole. But I'm not like I understand. But I'm 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 saying like your parents didn't push you out there, right? But that's that's yeah. the point that I'm making. The point mm-hmm. that I'm making that is even me being at 29 years old, I can imagine me being my 18 year old self mm-hmm. and forcing myself to then transition to a my trying to study for college trying to understand financial literacy trying to pass classes trying to make sure that you know everything Stressed is out. right crossing all way dotting all my eyes crossing all my t's like that's a lot it of is. pressure mm-hmm. on a young individual and i'm not saying that you know everyone's life because i know everybody's life is not blessed in a situation Mm -hmm. where like they can be afforded that opportunity if that's something that you have to go through number one the bible always said he won't put more on you than you're capable of bearing Mm -hmm. so if that's something that god has designated for you then i'm sure he's gonna walk you through it but i know for me personally it was like man when i'm sitting here and i'm and i'm looking at my life and i'm assessing my life now i understand the fact that it is super hard for someone even at the age of 18 to flip a switch and automatically be a full mm-hmm. grown adult. Yep. Yeah. It's super hard. And so when I say what I say, I'm like, I don't, I no longer make apologies for the fact that my parents have literally been that safety net for me yeah. Yeah. Um, in this physical world. Period. I think, and, and when I look at my life and I look at the goals that I have and, and the accomplishments that I've made, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm doing that thing so that, one day I can be the very same thing for my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the major thing. One of the things that just hit me when you was talking, Lauren, when you were talking about. She raised her head everything, y'all. Safety net was this space where I've realized that having the type of parents that I have. And my parents aren't like rich. They're not like. Right. Over the top exactly. wealthy or anything. My parents are people who literally got it out the mud. Because they had to. Mm -hmm. And they had children and said, we're going to make sure that we get to a point in our lives where if our children need something, we can show up for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that what that did for me was it allowed me as an adult to not have fear in taking risks in my life. If I say, hey, you know what? I think I want to go do X, Y, and Z. I think I want to start a a production company. I started a production company when I was probably like 23, 24 years old. Parents bought cameras, did all of this stuff. Ended up a couple years later saying, ah, maybe that ain't me. <laughs> but I have the autonomy 
to seek out what it is that I really love and not from a space of survival, but from a space of really saying, what do I like? Mm -hmm. What am I passionate about? And I have parents who have been supportive to the point where if I want to jump off a building and take a risk to do something, Mm -hmm. that safety net is what gives me the, um, the confidence that I can leap. And if I don't make it from taking this jump, I know that through God and my parents, through God giving me the parents that he's given me, that I'm going to be caught if this doesn't work out for me. I know that I'm never backed into a corner because I come from a family where they're going to catch me if I make a wrong decision. That doesn't mean that I make decisions haphazardly, but it means that I can make decisions not out of fear. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when you come from a space of struggle or where you come from a space where you're like, I did this on my own. There's there's a self-righteousness and there's also a space of fear Mm -hmm. where you're not able to say, you know what? I don't really like the job I'm in. You know what? I want to change career paths. I want to go over here and see what this is like. Mm -hmm. Because in your mind, you're like, well, if I change career paths and, you know, it doesn't go the way that I want it to go. Yeah. All I have is myself. Mm -hmm. I have no fallback plan. Mm -hmm. And I think that for some people, they make decisions based on that. And a lot of times when you come from families that are supportive or that other people would deem as a safety net, you make decisions knowing regardless of if this works out for me or not between God and my family, they got my back and I'm going to be okay no matter what crazy thing that you say. And I've heard this actually from my parents is that they're scared too. Yeah. Because the pressure is always, I mean, I'm not a parent, but Ayana, I, I, I could only imagine, you know, you having a little one and you looking at what you want Haven to accomplish in life and knowing that there's a responsibility on you to even be able to do certain things so that your child can have Mm -hmm. whatever she desires in Mm -hmm. life. You know, even once y'all have it, because I believe in God that y'all gonna have another one. Mm But um, (laughs) we're believing. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even in that, I can only imagine as a parent, you know, like I was talking to my mom, I said, you know. I, I remember being young and saying that I wanted to start a family and be married by the age of 25. That was everybody's age, I think. Right. And I'm like, it's crazy for me to even think that by 25, I could have had a whole family and a husband. Why is 25 the number? What are we thinking? I don't know. What I don't know. I always said never before 30. When you're a kid, that just sounds, that sounds, sounds good. Enough. 25. Yeah. But I was like, at 25, I, I barely had a pot to, what they say, a pot to piss in a to, and a window to throw it out of. Like, I really did. I was have, a whole hot mess at 25. Yeah, and I'm like, I could not even Figuring imagine. And so I told my mom, I said, now when people ask me, Lauren, when do you think you you would have kids? I said, when I can afford them. <laughs> no, that's real. <laughs> no, really, because like when I think about it and I think about what all my parents have done for me, I want to do greater right. for for my, my kids. children. And, and right. I want to be able, if my kid asks me anything, I want to be able to say, okay, babe, I'm going to get it for you. And, and it might be a thing where I'm not, if I decide not to get it for you, it's not because I can't afford to. It might right. be something else. I might be right. trying to teach you how to get it on your own yep. or something. Right. But at least I will have the accessibility to, to do it, it yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I, I just, me personally, I'm just kind of to the age right now where I say I am fed up with people trying to force me into a parameter of thinking how they think. Mm-hmm. Crazy thing, what you were saying, Sade, was about when you were speaking about the safety net, all of us have a safety net, and it's and in Jesus. God. I yep. was thinking yep. that. That's right. And that's why and I kept saying like, that. Between God and my parents. He is literally our father. When you think yep. about the relationship, if you believe he providing for you, like, why, why on earth would you, would but, somebody 
make I you think, be ashamed that I your think, parent has to. I think that is that is a lot of times, uh, oftentimes, a mistake with our society is that we're so busy looking and seeing what other people have yeah. that we don't see what God has already given exactly. to us. Yeah. And so we're a lot of times we're comparing. We're looking at the fact that oh, they have parents that can mm-hmm. instead of looking at that. No, God is giving you. Maybe they may have parents, but maybe God is giving you intellect yes. to do ten times more than what right. their parents and them could have even done. Come on now. Yeah. And so my thing is, it's like. Where do you adjust your mind, or are you always say renewing your mind? Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you begin to think, and or how do you begin to think? Me personally, I've realized in my life, and especially like maybe it's because I'm getting closer to the age of thirty. But no matter what I do, I try to I always try to seek God first and mm-hmm. say, God, is this the direction where yeah. you want me to go? Mm-hmm. Because number one, I understand that when I begin to do it on my own, I tire myself out because yeah. I'm so busy getting wrapped up with what God actually want me to do, trying to do things on my own, mm-hmm. trying to help friends trying to help family by then I'm by my mom said I'm burning the candle on both ends mm. and by then I'm burnt out mm-hmm. so I, I'm saying all that to say that when you are in a position and even and and we were talking about this too the other day it's okay to be honest to God to say God I'm jealous of that right yeah, yeah. God I see yeah. what I see what you did for her and I don't, I'm jealous. I don't feel yeah. right I'm jealous inside I, I don't think I don't think a lot of times people feel shame to be honest with your emotion yeah. of how you are feeling about a thing mm-hmm. um, but that's the whole reason of having a fatherly or a daughter or son relationship with God is that you can be honest with him to say hey God I don't like the I don't like the way I'm feeling about this and I see what you've done for her so I'm expecting something from me too. yeah mm-hmm. I think it's almost like with me and my brother if my mother had bought my brother a piece of gum I'm like I want some gum too you know <laughs> yeah. like give me some gum you know and I think it's okay to go to God and say that like God yeah. um I, that's that kind of made me feel some type of way yeah. that you did that for her yeah um I need that done for me you know yeah yeah. So, it's I, like I mean, the, oh. oh sorry. No, it's like the, the prodigal son type thing. It is. Like the prodigal son mindset. Like it, that's all I was gonna say with that. Like it's literally we do that with other people in our lives. And I feel like that's what it is when people look at other people and shame other people and whatnot. It's like they're looking at why isn't this lining up for me and whatnot. So it's like just stop. Like especially if you're a Christian. Especially if you're a Christian and you believe that God, that God is there for you, like there's no reason to compare yourself to others or shame others of what they have or what they don't have or even different relationships when it comes to family and parents or whatnot. Like the relationships that let's say we have with our parents, you're more than able to as well. Yep. Um, Especially if your parents are still living. Like I feel like God can restore all, you know? Yeah. So whoever is even listening to this, you know, I don't know the certain situations. Some situations may be a little bit extreme, you know, I'm not, you know, so I don't know the dynamics of everyone's relationships. But if you have a parent there that, you know, y'all can have conversations, but you're not that close. God can restore that closeness. God can God can make it to where you have that dynamic and that relationship. God can even alter the mind of that parent. Like, let's say if you have a parent who is like, nah. I had to work, so you got to work too. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. can change their mindset. You can, you know, by you loving on them and you showing them something different as well. So I, I feel like, you know, we can't just sit here and be like, 
Um, like, especially if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, we can't just sit here and have this limited mindset when yeah. it comes to things. We have to trust God in all things and know that, hey, no matter what, the way my situation is looking, it can and will change. Yeah. And I mean, to that point, even if you can't restore that relationship with your parents to a space where you feel like they're all encompassing or always there at the end of the day. Parents are a resource. Mm -hmm. God is the source, yeah. period. He can use whatever resource. Yeah. For the people that some people are shaming or calling spoil, it just so happens that your parents are that are resource, the resource. Yeah. that God decided to use to flow things to you. But there's always another resource that God can use to get whatever it is that you need to you. So yeah. I think for people who've got it out of the mud or who are doing it on their own or who are all about the struggle, there's no shame in that either. No. I think that that speaks volumes to who those people are in the, at their core and all mm -hmm. of the things that they've had to do and understanding that God has used other resources to ensure that they get mm -hmm. to where they need to be as well. And so, I mean, whoever's out there listening, whether you're in a space where you have supportive family or you don't, understanding that at the end of the day, what I want you to walk away from this with is that kind of similar to what Lauren said. And I think I started out saying was that, you know, God is your safety net mm -hmm. that however it is that you've grown up or the space that you're in, allow your decisions to be ruled and led by him, yep. not by fear of feeling like you don't have nobody to walk out the situation with and not haphazardly because you, you know, so-called have, you know, parents who are supportive, but literally leaning and relying on God to say, hey, this is what I think that you should do in this space. Yep. So I use just wisdom. I was going to go that route because in, in all else, find a, I dare you, I dare anybody to find a scripture and stand on it. Like when you find a scripture and it speaks to you and you really have faith in that and your confidence is in what the Lord said he's going to do for you, I guarantee you he will blow your mind and the overflow will come. Whether that looks like creative ideas that you can monetize, whether that looks like people will just come in, you know, whatever that looks like. And we can't just limit it to financial. Financial is cool because that's what we're talking about. But there are some people who are so rich and so wealthy and other things yep. like just find a scripture and stand on it. And I yep. guarantee you he will blow your mind yeah i want to say one more thing um and that is is resentment is apparel and what i say what i mean by that is when you begin to resent something or be resentful mm -hmm. you literally wear it mm -hmm. um i cannot tell mm -hmm. you a lot of times where i've encountered people quotable well quotable. i mean uh, there's a lot of times where i've encountered people and they are literally wearing the resentment of not having something in their mind that mm -hmm. they thought they should have envisioned mm -hmm. having. Yeah. And it is it's you've said something in one of our past episodes where you said pretty much you can see an you can see unhappiness in someone yeah. and you don't want to be around anybody mm -hmm. that's unhappy. Yeah. And I think it is the same thing with resentment. You can literally see the resentment on anybody that possesses that quality within them. And so I say all that to say, be mindful that you're not wearing that, that you're releasing whatever resentment that you may have concerning um, your parents, you know, not your parents, your parents incapability of doing something or you having to work a little more harder than someone else. Um, and just try and focus on, my mom always tells me, try and focus on the blessing. Focus on the fact that God has brought you as far as he has brought you, that God has, like you said, provided you the sources to have the resource. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I think all of that is one thing you just have to, you have to keep it in your mind. Like, you know, yeah. you have to... 
like I said earlier, you have to continue to renew your mind and only yeah. think about the positives and dismiss the negative energy. Like yeah. only focus on what it is that God has literally mm-hmm. designated for you. Yeah. You your journey, surrender the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Yeah. Your journey is your own. I think that's the great thing about this life is that your journey with God is your own. And everyone's story is different and you can't shame somebody because theirs is different than yours. Yeah. So, and the other thing, the last thing, and then I think we're going to go to a break, mm-hmm. um, is it's interesting how in so many spheres, the person who you're looking at, who you think has so much more than you is looking at you and saying, dang, I wish I had, Yo. you know, the thing that this person had. <laughs> or admire how they got it out the mud. Yeah, or admire you know how I mean? they got like it out just... the mud. Because there are, there are characteristics, like I think about... Who my dad and I'm not gonna get I don't know why I'm getting emotional but like I think about my dad like my dad was raised without a dad he was raised by his grandmother he his mom was there but she worked all the time you know he got into a lot of trouble as a teenager he was it was the 80s in DC so he did what black men do in the 80s in DC and he got it out the mud like legit like you know ended up marrying his high school sweetheart ended up having other kids with her is going on 34 years of marriage has been successful in a financial space has owned multiple properties multiple cars took me and my siblings and my mom on vacation every year to the time that I was probably 22 or 23 and so I I look at my dad and I know that there is there are so many characteristics there is such a an aura and an energy about him because he went through that struggle Mm -hmm. that I can't describe and that I want to say I partially have because growing up he made sure he made sure I got a job at 13 and it's like even though I'm gonna give you the things you want I'm gonna make sure you understand Mm -hmm. how to work for the things you want as well Mm -hmm. um so he was able to teach me both sides of the fence and I see characteristics in him that I know are there because he had to get it out the mud he did not have any other choice but he said I'm not going to make my children go through the things that I had to go through growing up in southeast Washington DC I'm going to make sure that I have children that don't have to go out here and be in the streets and do x y and z to prove a point or to feed their family or anything like that so I think that um, there's something beautiful on both sides and in everybody's story. I just pray that, you know, our listeners and anyone who is feeling a certain type of way about their own story sees the beauty in their own journey and understands that God is developing something on both sides of the coin. I want to say one more thing before we take our (laughs) Just one more thing. I've been guilty of this. I've met people that may have come from humble beginnings mm-hmm. and I feel the obligation that I have to do something to make them feel better. I've felt I've done that. Don't do that. About yeah. coming from humble beginnings? For, about coming from humble beginnings. So that may be a thing of me giving a little too much yeah. of, of me. Because now I'm taking things that God has literally given me and trying to give it to them because I don't want you them. You feel kind of guilty. I feel guilty. Yeah. I, have, I have guilt trip. Yeah. And so I say that to say, don't put yourself in that position. Because mm-hmm. then you're now placing yourself in a God position. Yeah. You're thinking that you can be the source for them. Mm-hmm. And Time and time again, we all know that happiness does not come from material things. Mm -hmm. Happiness literally comes from within. So my thing is, if you ever encounter someone and you're experiencing guilt for them, pray pray for them. Literally pray for them. And if God tells you, hey, 
I want you to do this for them, then do it. But don't feel the obligation that you need to always come out of your pocket and do things for them because literally the blessing that God had for you, it was for you, mm-hmm. you know, and the God and the blessing that God has for them is for them. Don't allow for yourself to fall victim to guilt trip. Yeah. And I say that, you know, in all love, but I, I, I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be back after this break. <laughs> Save Girl Secrets is brought to you by Feed Her. Head over to www.feedher.co for more information. All right, ladies, we're back. Uh, who got the scripture? I. Um, so today's scripture is coming from Acts chapter 2, and it is verse 25. Um, and it reads, uh, for David said about him, and it's talking about the Lord. I saw the Lord before me at all times. He is near me and I will not be troubled. And so I'm filled with gladness and my words are full of joy. And I, mortal though I am, will rest assured in hope because you will not abandon me. Um, I think I like this scripture because it reminds me and I hope that it reminds our listeners that we are not meant to live this life on our own. We are meant to walk this thing out with God. We are meant to walk this thing out with Um, The Holy Spirit, you know, who comes and leads and guides us into all truth and shows us things which are to come. We were never meant to do this life by ourselves. Mm -hmm. It was never God's intent for you to have to do everything by yourself. And so I want you to trust in and rely on God to be your source and um, definitely bless God for the resources that he brings into your life, Mm -hmm. no matter how they come. So makes me think of Kurt Franklin's song. (laughs) Say we are never alone. Oh yeah, your blood it makes us strong. Cause there is power to move on. Never, we are never alone. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Oh my god. (laughs) Yes. All right, so we have a WCW. We do have a WCW. Um, so the WCW woman currently winning, you are winning. The woman currently winning. Oh my gosh, Ayana with this song. I'm giving you time to find out. Y'all enjoy this commentary. Y'all want me to keep singing Kirk Oh my gosh, that is very appreciated. Today, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I had her. Okay, I was waiting for y'all. Okay, go ahead. I'm so. <laughs> WC jokes. Um, so today's woman currently winning is Gina Mack. She's Hey I, Gina girl. Hey, I was gonna say that. Hey Gina girl. Hey Gina. Hey Gina. Go oh. on and get the get right, mama. Hey. You need some get right, mama. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So she is I am underscore Gina Mac on Instagram. Shout out to you for being a faithful follower. Yes, girl. Commenter and listener. We love you. Um, if you go into her profile, it basically says she's a wife, she's a mother, she's a sister, she's a friend, she's a soror of Delta Sigma Theta. And so, um, I would do the ooh. I was thinking that about I, it. I don't think I, I can. can. None no. of us are listening. No, you're not. Go elephants. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> that's good, right? Um, but yes, yeah, so shout out to you, Gina. Thank you for being a supporter of the podcast. She is our woman currently winning. Yes. 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 Yes.
Gina, they crazy. <laughs> no, that reminded me of, um, I don't know if y'all listened to Kev on stage and his new host, That Chick Angel. They be, okay. Not so, a new show. Well, not okay. a new show. I listen to them on YouTube sometimes. Okay, so I don't know if, like, they make fun of these YouTubers because they be like, like that smash button. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> like, so they started doing that, like, on their videos, on their podcast. So that just reminded me of it. We should do that. And then, like, they, they you know, they, they do it on Patreon and they video it oh, okay. and all of that. So, like, there's, like, smoke and fire and all of that <laughs> on the screen. Big deal. And, yeah. That's funny. But, yeah. Yeah. Just randomness. Yeah. But um, this was a good topic, guys. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I felt like I was able to, you know, just release. Yeah. You know, all my pent up aggression. Yeah. I'm just playing. But you what? know, it was uh, her pent up aggression. That's okay. Go ahead. She went somewhere <laughs> else. She's taking it too seriously. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, we were able That's to that discuss. We were able to discuss. You know, our. You know. Our feelings about we're not spoiled, yeah. you know. And As my mama said, I would say I'm spoiled. So what? That would, my mama said mama you're Lord. not. She's always told me you're not spoiled. You're overly People. loved. Oh. I love that. You're overly loved. So that that's you're her not favorite like thing. Time to go. So this um if you are like us and want to send a secret letter please send it to save your secrets <laughs> no that's you know, not you what know, i was gonna you say you try to like you Embrace. know the disclaimer when they give a pill this um, is like to call guests <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com embrace your overly lovedness yes um be sure to follow us on all social media platforms <laughs> <laughs> at save girl secrets everywhere if you have a story or anything like that, questions, comments, concerns, all of that, you know, we love to hear from y'all. Please let us know what you thought about this topic, you know, all of that. Like, if y'all want to give us, us topics? Know. Yes. Yeah. What do y'all want us to talk about besides friendship? Oh, like, share, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nothing wrong with it, but I feel like we've talked about different aspects of friendship and you know, are there anything else that you guys want us to talk about? Like, so please let us leave us know. a review on Apple Podcast. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Um, but yeah, if you guys got any particular topics or stories, let, I would love to get a juicy story to talk about, like some advice or whatever. Yeah. Email us at savegirlsecrets at gmail.com or, or slip can, in a DM. Yes, you can DM us as well. Uh, make sure and follow us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets. Make sure to subscribe. To Cool Save Chicks TV. Um, also like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. <laughs> you know, make sure press the like button and the follow button so you can keep up with everything that we're doing. Y'all got anything else? Closing remarks? Anything? Yeah. Y'all good? Up. All hearts and minds are clear. Clear. All right, ladies. Love That's peace, all guys. we got. Love y'all. Bye. 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 B